In the second half, Maxi looking for more. He's got it! Daniel House, little up and under on the lob, and then flies in with the emphatic one hand jam. Niang looking for more from outside. Bang, bang, George Niang! Joel, the process What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the PixWap Media YouTube channel. My name is Sean Bernard, and I'm here for part two of my play-in breakdown, probably the most highly anticipated matchup in the play-in tournament, and that is the 7 versus 8 matchup in the Western Conference, the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Lakers entered this game uh, as seven-point favorites, over-under set at 229.5, Timberwolves plus 230 on the money line. It has been a, a season of two halves for the Lakers. Looking at the first half of the season, they looked dead in the water. They had the mismatched parts, the pieces not fitting together. Russell Westbrook just not operating and finding a way to function within the team. And then they hit the trade deadline. They hit the blow-up button. They hit the reset button. And they found some players that are starting to click together. They have the best record in the NBA since the All-Star break. That is all while LeBron James has played just 11 games during that stretch. On the season overall, the Lakers are 43-39. and 39. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've gone 23 and 18 at home and 20 and 21 on the road. Yeah, it has been a whole different team of late, and that is happening at the right time as they enter the playoffs. Looking back once again, as the season of the whole, the Lakers ranked ninth in points per game at 117, third in pace at 101.2, and 21st in offensive rating. They're holding opponents to the 19th best points per game at 116.6. The second best opponents' three point percentage, allowing just 34.4% of three-point attempts being connected against them. Uh, 26 and three-pointers attempt on the offensive end, just 31 there, 25th and three-point percentage. They obviously started the season on a just horrific shooting stretch from three and have yet to fully recover from that. But how they have found ways to counterbalance that, they are leading the NBA in free-throw attempts per game at 26.7 by a pretty significant margin as a team there. A good gap between them and second, which I believe is the Philadelphia 76ers there. But the Lakers have run away with that title there. Milwaukee Bucks also up in that conversation. Lakers are also sixth in total rebounds and second in offensive rebounding on the air. Uh, they're two stars. LeBron James still doing it at such a high level at his age. 28.8 points per game, 8.4 rebounds. 6.8 assists, shooting 49.9% from the field, and just 31.1% from three. Anthony Davis, on the other hand, averaging 26.1 points, 12.4 rebounds, 2.6 assists, 2.0 blocks, and 56.5% from the field. AD deserves a ton of credit for stepping up on the second half of the season when they've been without LeBron James and finding a way to keep this team afloat, to plug on, to kind of get a chance to accomplish their playoff goals, which everything starts with winning this game against the Timberwolves here. Looking at the two X factors that I have for this Lakers team in the matchup, number one is just can AD last. As great as he's been, while the numbers have looked phenomenal, there's just moments where I'm just not bought in on this guy's body holding up for him. I mean, it feels like he's grabbing at something different, falling awkwardly. It, it's just a sore sight to watch sometimes. I feel bad for the guy. And the issue with that is while it's admirable, he's fighting through it. He's finding a way to compete and getting it done at a high level. There's one false turn, one ankle that lands the wrong way or one body that hits you the wrong way, and it's all kind of over. If you can't play through it, you can't play through it, and the Lakers just need Anthony Davis if they're going to make any sort of run or even just win that game. The number two X factor I have here is just who is the Lakers' third best player? I get there's LeBron James. I get there's Anthony Davis, but who is next? 
my honest answer to that is Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves has been phenomenal this year. This guy's answering every single opportunity or question that has been asked about him and doing it at a super high level. But is Austin Reeves a number three playoff caliber team or playoff caliber player that you can enter the postseason and feel comfortable on? I don't know about that either. D'Angelo Russell, when he has his moments, looks terrific. Jared Vanderbilt's been an awesome addition to the team and is super valuable. But yeah, I just think there's a little bit of a, a power imbalance among these stars and the complementary pieces beyond that, which I think could come back to hurt the Lakers. But I do feel good about them in that matchup, and that is mostly because they will be facing the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, who are 42-40 and 40 on the year, they've gone 7-3 and three in their last 10, 22-19 and 19 at home, 20-21 and 21 on the road. 12th in points per game on the season at 115.8, 6th in pace at 101, 23rd in offensive rating. They're allowing opponents the 18th most opponents points per game at 115.9, 10th in defensive rating. Uh, they shoot the fourth best field goal percentage as a team. That's uh, largely due to the Rudy Gobert factor who has the putback, catches the lobs there. The teams that he's on always find tend to have their field goal percentage inflated. Uh, the Timberwolves are also 15th in three-point attempts per game, 14th in three-point percentage. They're only the 23rd best rebounding team, which is concerning based on how they're constructed, 26th in offensive rebounding, uh, and 24th in opponent's field goal percentage. The epicenter of this Timberwolves team must continue to be Anthony Edwards. I mean, this guy is the real deal, doing it on both ends of the floor. On the season, he's averaged 24.6 points, 5.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists per game, and 1.6 deals, which once again is a credit to the growth that he's shown on the defensive side of the ball. Shooting 46% from the field overall and 36.9% from three, AD, Anthony Edwards is that guy. He's a blossoming star, and frankly, every decision about the Timberwolves moving forward should be made upon the best way to maximize his maximize him but as things currently are there are some other bodies in line there are some other names that will take some heavy consideration and at the top of that list is carl anthony towns and rudy gobert carl anthony towns missed a ton of time this season we did not get to see what he can fully do and that is going to come back and hurt them based on they, this team still has not fully figured out how to play with each other on the season cat has averaged 20.4 points 8.1 rebounds 49 4.9 assists shooting 35.5 from three point uh, from three this season, he's a real deal great shooter. We've seen him win a three point contest. He's one of the premier shooting bigs ever, uh, and that's kind of going to have to be his role, especially if they are locked in on making Rudy Gobert work. Which, based on the commitment they have in that trade and in the contract that they give him, they have to find a way to make it work. Rudy Gobert, on the other hand, this season has averaged thirteen point six points, eleven point eight rebounds, and one point four blocks per game, shooting sixty five point nine percent from the floor. We've seen the altercation. I mean, this team is absolutely blowing up at the wrong time. We have Rudy Gobert throwing punches on the bench. We got Jaden McDaniels throwing punches at the wall, breaking his hand. He's going to be out for this playoff stretch. That is a massive deal for this matchup. And frankly, why I don't see the Timberwolves scraping by the playing tournament at all. Jaden McDaniels is a huge part of this team. And being without him, when we're talking about matching up with premier players like LeBron James, that would have been Jaden McDaniels' role. And now they got to look elsewhere. If it is Kyle Anderson who can take a punch from Rudy Gobert, but can he take the offensive punch from LeBron James is a different question. But looking at the straight-up X factors for Minnesota, number one is can the Twin Towers work? Mainly the question that is really being asked here is can Rudy Gobert stay on the floor in a playoff series? Rudy Gobert is such an interesting player. He's incredibly elite at the things he's good at, but extremely limited in what he can do. So when you get him in space, he's so vulnerable. I mean, they're going to be calling 1-5 pick and rolls to get a point guard matched up against him on a pretty much every play basis. If they get a LeBron on Rudy situation, 
it's barbecue chicken. That's just not happening that he's holding up in that matchup. And number two, will Anthony Edwards be allowed to carry? That is the question. While Anthony Edwards, I believe, is absolutely that guy and for sure is the Timberwolves' best chance at like making a run, is he going to be allowed to have the keys and run the show in the way that he sees fit or can maximize him? Because frankly, I don't know if I see it. I think there still is going to be this focus on making the big men work, giving Carl Anthony Towns his shots, giving Rudy Gobert his opportunities. And there's just too much going on that this team is not clicking. Uh, it's tempers are flaring. There's rumors all over the place. I just think this is a team that needs an offseason to figure out. Hopefully they can reload and get back to it last year. I'm a little split on how I feel on the spread on the number on this one. You can catch me on Fox 1025 uh, later this week to kind of get my full pick or my Twitter. I'm sure I'll blast it out. But yeah, Lakers for sure. I see getting the win. I'm not sure by the margin, but yeah, Lakers all the way here. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to drop a like and subscribe if you haven't, and I will talk with you next time.